I think there's different stages of your business require different focuses. So I've broken this down into three different areas. And number one, if you're right now in a place where you're struggling for income, then the majority, at least 80% of your time needs to be spent on sales and being sales focused. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome back to another Thursday episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your co-host for today, Samantha Riley, here with my co-host, fun fact, whose favourite cuisine is Moroccan, Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim? Actually, I was reflecting on this the other day that I think all the cuisines that I like have like come within like a 10 degrees of the equator in either north or south. Ah, you like the spicy foods. I like the spicy foods. You know what I don't like about Moroccan? What's Sultanas. I don't think sultanas should be in anything. What about spotted dick? <laughs> okay. Well, I've never had it and I don't know. <laughs> no, actually, do you know what? I don't even know what spotted dick is. A spotted dick, I believe, is, is like a bread and butter pudding. It's English. I'm yep. you don't know that. Well, I kind of had an idea that that's what it was, but I wasn't 100% certain. You didn't prepare me that we were going to be talking this much about food. Uh, well, you know, it, it, it's like a really good, you know, buttered bread or brioche uh-huh. right, soaked in, uh, in, in and baked in custard yeah. with sultana through it. Yeah, well, I'll have my <laughs> – I was going to – I'm not even going to say what I was about to say. I thought it through and stopped myself. I'll have it without the sultanas. Oh, come on. What about raisins or muscatels? It just doesn't belong in food. Really? Yeah. Well, it, be- it belongs. It belongs squeezed into a bottle. It, that's the only place it should be <laughs> is squeezed into a bottle, and that's way before it turns into sultanas or raisins. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's almost one o'clock, and uh. Uh... <laughs> and would you believe I'm I'm not even drinking at the moment. I'm I'm Aren't you? no. I'm I'm very busy, and I think that I need to be you know nice and fresh and at my best game. So. Super healthy, training lots, drinking lots of water, all the boring things, but feel good for it. To be honest, Sam, I'm concerned that I'd, I'd be concerned if you were drinking given recording this at 12.22 in the morning. <laughs> I didn't mean right at this second. <laughs> oh my goodness, Tim, moving on. Today right. we're going to talk about increasing your productivity and consistently achieving your goals, which was kind of a funny segue, but we got there. <laughs> we did. We did. Like, I think this is an important thing. I think, and I must admit, over the last couple of weeks, I've found myself not getting to everything I want to do in the day. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself like that? Yeah, uh, it's funny because my clients were talking about it in our Facebook group yesterday. I'm a big believer in using the universal energy. So there's a lot of people that think that this is very woo woo and not real. My client, when I share this with my clients, they they've all 
started to realize how much this is a thing, but there's some really big energies around at the moment that mean that a lot of people are feeling extremely overwhelmed, like there's 50,000 jobs to do, feel very scattered. Uh, so, so some of the things we're going to talk about are perfect if you're feeling like that so that you can start to really focus and um, not end up with a lot of tasks that are not finished. Yeah, well, certainly point two, which we'll get to shortly, is uh, very pertinent to that one. I don't know, when we had a call the other day, you've got a big launch coming up. Yes. And, uh, you know, when we, we had a video conference just yesterday, actually, you know, you were sitting on your floor surrounded by papers trying to <laughs> make sense of where all the pieces There were. is a lot of papers in my house. We have – the papers have burst out of my office. We're at the point where they're not only in my dining room but they're in my lounge room too. I have got papers everywhere and whiteboards. But – I'm actually on top of it all at the minute. That's good. That's good. Absolutely. Okay, so let's get into it. We've got four strategies to help you uh, increase your productivity and consistently achieve your goals. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, if you've got more of these or you use a particular technique, we'd love to hear them over in the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. But our four are starting with the 90-day plan. Yeah, so I actually see this as a problem. So I've put this down in the spreadsheet as problems and and number one problem, creating 90-day plans. So the first, I'm going to say the first few business coaches I had, always I always worked on quarterly goals or 90-day plans. Um, and then I was taking my, it was a couple of years ago, I, sort, I sat down and I was really reflecting on what was happening with my clients. And what I realized was it didn't matter how long the plan was, they were still waiting till the very last minute to get everything ticked off. So I thought, what if instead of 90-day plans, which is also a really long sprint, right? If we, uh, we do a lot in our business in, in what we call sprints, where you go sort of hard and fast and then you stop and have a rest. And I thought 90 days is a long time to sprint. That's more a marathon. So we started implementing 30-day plans where you set your goals for 30 days, even when you wait till the last minute to get your your tasks fixed, uh, ticked off, if you're doing that three times a quarter instead of once a quarter, you're increasing your productivity by three times. As long as you don't add more in. I think that 90-day plan is a pretty common thing, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's 60, 90, whatever plans, you know, you, I think you're right. We don't break them down. Enough or that we do them like annual plans as well, right? We do these mm-hmm. sort of big goal-setting exercises and then we actually forget to break them down into manageable chunks. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. So, no, I've got um, – I have a whiteboard, a little, just a little whiteboard. I've got actually three whiteboards in my office at the moment. Um, and I've got a little one that I, that I have on it that says, what do I want to achieve today and what do I want to achieve this week? Mm-hmm. And so I still have my kind of – I mean, I don't really use a 90-day plan either, but I write down the beginning of each week, I spend a bit of time on Monday morning, write down what's my, what's my, what am I working towards this week? Mm-hmm. The other one is, is what do I need to do today for today to be successful? Mm, I love that question. It is such a powerful question. And it doesn't matter what else goes on during the day, but if I haven't achieved that thing by the time I finish at 5, 6, 7, 11, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, in the morning, time during the day, um, but if I achieve that goal, I'm just moving that needle, that that 1% towards my bigger plan. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I can give myself permission to kind of let go at that point and not sort of carry things off into the evening and, and my family time. Absolutely. I think that that's something that, that catches a lot of people when they're putting these plans together is sometimes they get caught up putting the normal deliverables in their plans. And where I see that coming unstuck is that never moving forward, never growing. So we need to remember that we have our normal deliverables all the time, whether our coaching or, you know, implementing for our clients, but we still need to put into our plans things that are going to move the needle forward. Yeah. Yeah, look, ultimately that's it, right? we just got to move the needle. It doesn't have to be a lot. I was actually having this conversation just this week with a client, Sam, and we were talking about, about marketing and and. and this guy is doing about half a million, wants to get to 5 million in the next 18 months, which by any stretch of the imagination is a, is a quite an ambitious goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was saying to him, it's not a linear path to mm-hmm. get to that. Even if no. you, you know, we, there's no reason we can't get to it, but it's not a linear path. We'll probably find that, the, you know, in the first month, there's almost no perceivable momentum at all. But in the last month of that, we've actually got the result of a lot of compounded activities that means that we will move the needle quite significantly in that last it's month. More like more like a hockey stick sort of effect. Yeah, I wasn't going to go there, but okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jay, we've got to go down before we come back up again. Yes. How do, so how do you set your – so you set a weekly goal? I set a weekly goal. So I know I've got my, my, my bigger goals. I do like you do. I do my annual planning. I break that down into kind of what are the projects I want to achieve this month. And I've got my sort of this month goal is is this, uh, and then I'll break that down into week. What do I want to achieve this week, and what's the one thing I can do today to to you know make today successful towards that goal. Mm, I like it. We set a a yearly goal of what we want to achieve. We when we break it down into quarters or ninety days, it's more of a theme. Uh, what product or program we're going to be promoting and, and sort of the KPIs from that. And then our 30-day goals are all around implementing that to, you know, achieve that 90-day um, KPIs. But we don't really put together a 90-day plan as such. We put together 90-day goals and then 30-day plan to achieve it. I'm curious, Sam, do you have yours visible somewhere? Yes, we actually have our whole year broken down onto a calendar. We, I've just, I was very excited. Went to Officeworks this week, and the 2021 calendars are out, which means that I get to plan next year pretty soon. So I had a little nerdy excitement moment. But yeah, we do have our our plans and goals visible because otherwise, um, and this is why I didn't use a project management software for a long time. I feel that if things are hidden away and I can't see them, I find it harder to achieve. Now now we're in our project management software <laughs> every three minutes, so uh, I see it quite often. But, but back in the day before I was used to using one, everything was all on post-it notes where I could see it. And I know you, you have your goals on a whiteboard in front of you as well, don't you? Yeah, that's why I use that whiteboard. That I, you know, whenever I come in and out of the office, I can see and oh, that's what I'm. That's what I need to be working towards. It's got to be. I think it, absolutely, it has to be mm-hmm. visible. Whatever tool you use, it has to be visible in a way that you can see it on a regular yep. basis. Like I, you know, you know, Sam, I spent many years in project mm-hmm. management before mm-hmm. this. You know, I was in Gantt charts all day, every day. Um, you know, on on massive mm-hmm. projects. Um, 
but again, it was just the visibility of, of that and being able to communicate what those plans are to your team if you've got one. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's problem one, creating 90-day plans. I feel they're too long and uh, it can mean that you won't achieve as much in your year. Problem number two, I see a lot of people doing this and that's setting too many goals. So it's not about not setting enough. I think it's about setting too many goals. Do you see this, Tim? Oh, absolutely. You know, if you've got too much going on, you can find yourself not getting to anything. Mm. And, and I, you know, I'm... I'm in a little bit of that space right now, but consciously aware of it, which is a which is a good thing. If I was unconscious of it, I'd be in real trouble. Yep. Um, but if we've got too many, too much on, we've got to kind of change our expectations about what's possible to achieve. Mm-hmm. Because I think if we, I certainly think if we try and set too much stuff and then don't achieve, it's it can actually do more damage to our to ourselves than not doing enough. because that's when you get unfocused or that's when you are unfocused. That was terrible English. That's when you get unfocused. (laughs) Oh, wow. We were just looking at some photos of, you know, that we shot the other day and there's one of me, you laughing at me, like, heading hand. (laughs) (laughs) And that was just reversed, wasn't it? I'm just having one of those moments. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So so I recommend setting one to three goals uh, only at a time. Now, you di- you have mentioned quite a few times already now that I do have papers everywhere. However, at the moment, I'm working on one goal. So there's a lot of yeah. moving parts, but it is very focused. There is one goal that we're working towards um, and there's a lot of moving parts, but there is nothing else we're working on at all at the moment. It is just that one goal. Yeah, and it's exciting to see how the uh, the BSA program is coming together. But it is, it's it's if you've got too much, and that's why I, you know, I'm on my whiteboard with my plan, I'll say, what is the one thing I need to do today? Right? What is the one thing I'm working towards this week? All right, and moving needle towards that. All right, once that's done, fine, put it aside. Next one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a big fan of one to three goals. I think that um, I think there's a sweet spot there. Yeah, I think if um, certainly if you put too many, and a lot of people do this, and this is again coming back to the ninety-day plan thing. If you've got too much going on, it can feel like you're not making momentum towards any of them. Mm, it's kind of like compound. It's a compound effect, isn't it? If you're working on too many things, you're not really getting the maximum benefit of that compounding um, effect of the more effort you're putting in, the more results you're getting. Yes, wise man once say. You cannot run two marathons in different directions at the same time. Ooh, I like it. You kind of sound smart, Tim. I know. <laughs> I like the surety of that. I know. <laughs> oh, so that's problem two, setting too many goals. Problem number three, right, and that's spending times on things that don't matter. Mm, a friend of mine, Carl Taylor, put this in such a beautiful way. He said, are you shuffling papers? And that was his way of saying, are you spending time on things that don't matter? Are you just shuffling papers? And I think it's such a beautiful metaphor on, you know, what we see people doing. And and when I say see people, I've definitely been guilty of this in the past myself. You know, there's sometimes where there's a, a task that we really don't want to do. Maybe it scares us a bit or really we really don't like doing it. And it's amazing the things you can spend time on just to procrastinate and not you know, eat the frog as such. Mm. I think that's that it does happen to everybody. Um, and we we often get 
I think we often get caught in this trap of being busy for the sake of being busy, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, a tra- almost like drama for the sake of drama. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, there's a drama, right? Because mm-hmm. um, it kind of makes us feel a little bit more important in mm-hmm. some way. Mm-hmm. I used to definitely be that person. I am quite happy now to, you know, have days off and, uh, and not be busy. I actually really like it. Hmm, I do. So I think there's different stages of your business require different focuses. So I've broken this down into three different areas. And number one, if you're right now in a place where you're struggling for income, then the majority, at least 80% of your time needs to be spent on sales and being sales focused. And the other things that aren't to do with sales, it doesn't matter right now. Let the sales come in and then you move on. Um, Once you've got your sales sorted and they're consistently ticking along, then you can really focus on building your email list. So we want to be building our email list at all times, but if we're going to be specifically focused purely on email uh, list building, that happens once we've got those sales ticking along. And then once we've got those sales ticking along, once we've got a system in place to be building our email list consistently, it's then that we work on automating systems and processes. Right. That's the thing that's going to give you scale. But there's no point trying to build scale if you can't make sales in the first place. Exactly. If if people don't want what you have to offer. I'm interested, Tim. I mean, obviously you're the automation expert and you speak with a lot of people. Do you have people um, not understanding the way that these go and maybe thinking that automating their their systems and processes will help them bring sales in before they're really at a consistent sales um, time in their business? Yeah, I, I think so, um, Sam. You, you're probably right on that one. That a lot of There's a lot of people out there, I think, who want to get the machine perfect. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and build the machine and hope they will come. Right? So, Kevin Costner, you were not right. No. If you build it, they will come. Um, no. You've got to get, you know, the basics first. And I was actually sort of scrolling through uh, Mike McCallowitz's book, Fix This Next, the mm-hmm. other day, and, and, and he's got this really interesting framework that he talks about where, you know, the first thing you've got to sort out is <laughs> just what we said. You've got to sort out your sales first before you then start building a structure to make sure that you can scale those sales. Automation is as much about that time saving and that systemization, um, which comes after your ability to kind of consistently, you know, attract, convert, and deliver to just one person. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if you can't get that right, automation is just going to scale poor process. Absolutely. Love it. Now, number four. Not having support or accountability. This is so important. Um, I was chatting about this uh, on a podcast interview I did yesterday, actually, and um, we were talking about surrounding yourself with the right people. And I think that there's uh, a, a fallacy that people think that support means that everyone around you totally agrees with what you're doing and supporting you no matter what. And I'm of the belief that sometimes support means that there's some people that are willing to question you and also willing to give you a kick up the butt and say, all right, well, you know, last month you didn't get it done, but you were going through a really hard time. But this month, really? Like get off get off your butt and get it done. And I think that that real support 
isn't always the I'm going to, you know, wrap you up in a blanket and and make sure you're supported. Sometimes sometimes having your buttons pushed is the support that you need. Yeah, I know this is something that you're really good at with your clients. <laughs> you're laughing. You've seen me in action. I have seen you in action with your clients and say, yeah, you're making excuses. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also also very supportive of people that are having a hard time. And I think that, yeah. that you need to understand that there is, you know, two different sides. Yeah. I think the great thing about having uh, a mentor or advisor, and I think everyone should get one, right? Um, where possible is that they give you that perspective. Mm-hmm. Right? They can see things that you can't see from, mm-hmm. from inside the jar. Mm-hmm. Um, Pythagoras kind of had it right with his triangles, right? That third point gives you perspective. Otherwise, it's just a sort of a, a point mm-hmm. um, between A and B, right? So, you know, having that perspective is really, is really valuable and finding the right person to give you that support and accountability is actually really valuable. Absolutely. I was talking with my mentor yesterday and she said to me, well, what's your question? And I said, okay, I am at the point where I don't know what I don't know. I've been implementing so fast. You tell me what am I missing? Because, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And that's really important to why it's really important to have mentors because, you know, one of my favorite quotes is you can't read the label from inside the jar. So I I have people that help me read the label and then, you know, relay it back to me. So I'm like, okay, got it. That's where I am. This is what I need to do next. Mm, absolutely. Um, okay, so let's quickly recap those. Um, so problems, obviously, you know, you need to address these problems if you want to increase your productivity and, cons- and achieve your goals. First one is look at um, look at how you're doing your planning process, right? If you're just creating 90-day plans and not breaking them down into sort of smaller, more manageable chunks, Right, you're going to find some issues. Second one is setting too many goals. It's okay to just have one goal at a time. Make sure that's absolutely nailed before moving on to the next one. One to three is probably okay as well. Too many more than that, you're going to find yourself being overwhelmed and not getting to anything. Third one, spending times on things that don't matter. It's okay right, to <laughs> just do one thing in a day and go, yep, I've moved the needle a bit. Just being busy for the sake of busy um, isn't really where you want to be. And depending on where you are in the journey, it's okay just to focus on the next sale right now mm-hmm. and delivering to that client. Um, if you are looking for scale, right, then start to look at building a list and automating your systems and processes. And last but not least, of course, is making sure that you have support and accountability to help you get where you need to go. Right? And be humble enough to ask the question, say, look, I don't know what I what question I should be asking right now. What would your advice be? Absolutely. It's very powerful. I think the, the biggest um, thing, like the biggest piece of advice that I could leave here is ask better questions. If you're not really sure what needs to happen next, ask better questions so that you can move forward. Yeah. And even if the question is just, what should I do now? Yeah. Yeah. Because that at least gives someone the ability to feed a better question back of, Something like, what is it that you're trying to achieve? Let's break that down. So it's all about asking the right questions. Oh, absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode. We hope that you got some tips there that you can implement into your business to move the needle forward uh, by at least 1% in your business and finish 2020 on a high. It has been a crazy year, but we can still we can still move the needle forward even though it has been crazy. Uh, would love to see you over in the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook where we discuss current episodes and past episodes as well as many other things about 
growing your coaching businesses. Thanks for joining me, Tim, for another episode. Really appreciate it. It's good to be here, Sam. And thank you so much for listening to the show. We will catch you next Monday. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for joining us today. We truly respect your time, so we hope this was valuable to you. If you're a new listener, thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget to connect with me by heading over to samanthariley.global forward slash connect. And you can connect with Tim at winmoreclients.com.au forward slash connect. Be sure to contact us and share any feedback, questions or topics you have too.